I'm Ryan Milliken from Hardway Performance, and you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. I'm Demetri Miller with No Zone Diesel. This is Anthony Rings from XDP. Jaron Holder from Holder Down Performance. I'm Corey Willis with PPI. I'm Drew with DJ Precision Machine. I'm Pinky. And you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. Diesel Power Podcast. And you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. The one and only Diesel Power Podcast. So what are you uh, what are you taking the uh, the truck to Firepunk for? What are you what are you getting done to it? Oh, I'm thinking to do it for uh so big needs transmission. You know, six to eight RE shit. I don't even know how many times we've I've talked about that with guests or just people in general. And I just wish for the sake of you know, like you see those commercials on T V when they say Ford's a top selling truck for forty six years or whatever the fuck they're up to. But it's the whole fucking F-series line of trucks. It's so many different models. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's it's totally like, you know, you just, you know, regular cab, long bed, roll-up window stuff. But if they would actually put a legitimate transmission behind their diesels that wasn't – it didn't take, you know – a whole bunch of crazy shit and engineering from every company in North America to figure out how to make hold power. It'd be like fucking out, man. Well, Ford's doing a pretty good job. They're, uh, they're six feet, and Allison's been doing a good job for many years now, but not much. Gotta go on it alone and just do nothing. Just make it terrible. I know. Uh, well, that's what, that's the thing is like, you know, people will call and they got like a 16 or 15 or 12 LML and say, yeah, I need tuning. Well, cool. Here's this transmission tuning from XYZ company. Your training will hold six, 650 horsepower. A guy with a 6.7 Cummins with a 68, I'm like, well, it's between four and $10,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you, the worst thing about it, you know the life expectancy is generally 100,000 miles as well. Yeah. Like, as soon as it goes out of warranty, you know it's going to shift the bed. Yeah. Absolutely. But, I mean, have any of these things still warranty? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, fuck. No, that's, that's true. Well, that's cool. Had, how far is the drive from where you're at up to, uh, up to Firefox? Uh, three-ish hours, three and a half. I got to go through Cincinnati, which is terrible city to drive through. There's not a good bypass when you're coming south, so you've got to go right through the heart of it. Which wouldn't be too bad if it wasn't mostly two-lane to get there, so you got your uh, big riggers that want to hammer in the left lane at like six or seven miles an hour and <laughs> hold up traffic for 10, 20 miles. <laughs> I know. That's what sucks is those two-lane... There was one time I was middle of Utah or Nevada, I don't even remember. I'm like, how can there be a fucking traffic jam in, like, a fu- – like, there's no fucking people around for miles. And it's because there's, like, two semis, and they're doing the same speed. One in the oh, they get up beside – it's like watching turtles fuck. They'll get up beside <laughs> each other. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, man, come on. But, you know, shit. What can you do? You just got to ride it out. It's not like, you know, I mean, I guess you could if you wanted to. 
Well, you know, until the purge happens, you're not legally able to do anything. Exactly. Anything productive. So what was the, uh, what, what's in store this year for the truck, man? I've been, I know stainless, Amy over at Stainless Diesel, she takes some amazing pictures of trucks. And uh, I've seen some, uh, seen some of yours, and I know you've been racing it and, you know, some, doing some stuff with it. But uh, what's, the, what's the goal this year for it? What do you want to run? I want to run the best 670 index time that anybody can. That's it. I want to be the fastest guy in the 670 index. So it's, it's pretty good go. It's, it's a terrible go. <laughs> These assholes in Pro Street are going too fucking fast for me to keep up, and I don't want to spend the fucking money to do it. That's one of the things that gets forgotten, you know, like, on the outside looking in is, is we see all these fast trucks and, and shit, and they're cool, but the amount of fucking money that goes into them, and not just in building it, but, like, in maintaining it, is uh, ridiculous. It's, it's keeping I mean, the damn thing going, you know? Yeah. yeah Everybody wants that 1,000, 1,200 horsepower truck. That's great. You got to fit, but we'll get to when the fucker breaks. <laughs> hey, you're going to spend a shitload more money because it's usually something expensive at first. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a tough part with it. I mean, it, it is cool, but uh, it's tough. I was watching, uh, you know, believe it or not, I know I've talked with some guests on the show about, uh, like, the street outlaws and, and all that stuff, and the other night I happened to catch, like, one of the newest episodes, and I was watching it, I don't remember the, the guys that were on there, what they were racing, but it reminded me so much of the diesel industry. You know, like when they go up there and and they're, you know, trying to, you know, I think they got like the top ten and you got to break into the top ten and stuff and and all this stuff and just how competitive it is. It was cool. And, and I, I went immediately back to this episode we had done with uh, Ryan Milliken and talking about putting – you know, his Cummins power plant in a lighter vehicle to go compete with those guys. And I thought, that that's really the whole thing. I think that's, you know, it, it, we both appreciate going fast and what the guys who, who do this, you know, like I know UCC is coming up in like a month or so. And what these guys are doing to make these 4,500-pound trucks, you know, or 4,000-pound vehicles go as fast as they can in a straight line is, it's I don't know. An incredible amount of money, an incredible amount of a lot of people, and a lot of smart people. Do you think you'd, they'd ever get bored with it, though, and gonna want to go whoop somebody's ass that has an unleaded, like a V8 in, in one of these nasty fucking cars that does whatever it does? Like, is that the next stage of it? God damn it, you stupid motherfucker. I just had some fucking Mexican about fast swiping while he's on his phone texting and driving. Yeah. <laughs> That might be one of my long lost relatives. <laughs> now I'm going to piss off the triggers as I cut them off. <laughs> the, uh, fuck, where were we? Oh, we so were on we, the, the we about the, uh, I think the gas versus diesel and street outlaw dream that every kid is just discovering diesel thinks is going to happen, no problem, because they don't. I've never been to an outlaw race and seen how fucking fast those cars are. 
But the, well, that was the thing when I was watching it that I kept going back to. It was like, can a diesel, you know, I don't think it's going to be in a truck. But yeah, I don't. It's the power band, right? It's just so wanky compared to, like, a gas car. But it's like, that's the next stage of competition. Like, do these guys get so bored racing each other, they're just like, fuck it, we need to do whatever yeah. we can to do to go well, There's the a couple station. of pure diesel pro mods coming out right now. You know, Milligan's got the green card and RLC's bringing out the orange truck finally. I'm uh, pretty sure Drew D&J's got something worked up in the mix to be running this year. Rudy's bringing out their uh, monstrosity. It should be pretty impressive. It's a really well put together chassis all of them are. That's kind of what I want to see is, like, those guys up at the line, like, you know. I love the shit-talking on that show. Like, it is so cool. I mean, that's yeah, how... Well, anything yeah. on Discovery I just find to be a cancer. It's terrible. Yeah, it's I mean... Everything that we don't want, but it's something that people want to watch. But have, they want to live vicariously through something, is all it is. The show that tries to build on the characters and not on the damn cars. Is what people like us would want to see, just the racing, not all the stage bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to, like, filter through it, and, you know, there's probably three minutes of racing and 27 minutes. DVR, uh, DVR is the best thing. But, or, <laughs> then I'll spend about five minutes watching a couple of races. I, I don't know. I just, that, that's where my mind was going when I was watching. Was, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I know there's a lot of fast trucks out there. There's a lot of cool things that so many people company fast full body diesel power car right now is running low fives mid fives you get fast cars with the same chassis running three there's there's, there's that thing yeah there's some ground to make up in it but you you gotta start somewhere right yeah for the people doing it it's a great advertising platform yeah no, no, it definitely is. It's, it's, uh, God right. knows how much Hardway's making right now from that experience of lights out just for those people who haven't seen it yet. It's something new and different to most of those people. Some of them truly despise it, especially the racers. Yeah. But then for the fans, it's something weird. Everybody's got a diesel tow vehicle there, so. Yeah, it's it's totally different to see that kind of power plant in a car, and they probably use you know a Duramax, Cummins, Power Stroke, whatever to haul their race car there, and it's out there on the track. So that's I mean I think that's cool, and it you know it helps uh, helps kind of spread the word a little bit. But yeah, I'm curious to see see where these guys take it. Yeah, there's there's still a, still a big stigma about it. And- Gas racers still absolutely hate it. The little race that uh, I do out here in Louisville, we had to get the track for the whole day and wound up kicking the normal program races out that night. They were extremely pissed at us. Extremely pissed. They, just, they hate us, period. Was it just because of all the smoke? or Why do you think they... Uh, they- I've never heard a legitimate argument. They claim it's the smoke it causes an issue, and then the track gets torn up, which is 
That's actually legit for the guys all running the mud ties and don't clean their shit out there. But for what was running there, it was people with non-aggressive radios. It wasn't mud tires, just queuing out in two-wheel drive burnouts. It's a, it's a stigma. That's all it is. They're setting their ways. It happens. Make it for a good story, man. I mean, yeah. it's eventually going to clash. <laughs> well, this year the track is giving all diesel day all damn day. So, yeah. these guys can go pound sand and kick the rocks. <laughs> Tell us about the event this year. I mean, was this the third year or the, the fourth year you guys have been doing it? Uh, this will be actually the third year of doing this. This is the second year of this nice larger venue, Ohio Valley Raceway in Louisville, Kentucky. Shameless plug. Yeah, I, I was seeing just how big it you guys have gotten it so quick with with all the sponsors and and the trucks that you guys are able to get there and everything. It's it's pretty cool, man. Anyway, what can you say? I'm a nice guy. I'm a fun person. <laughs> now, you guys are doing a good job. It's it's cool to see. It's cool to see what you're able to bring to it, and. Uh, you know the just the atmosphere, and I haven't been there. Which it, that's on it's on my list. It's, it's no bullshit fucking excuse, but it I is mean, on my street, list. Street Diesel Tire is one of the sponsors. I mean, why would you want to show up? Free pass and stuff. That's what I'm and, I told you last year. I take it to some of those really questionable kitty bars. I know that's, that's what I was thinking about. Her. Those girls are working their way through college, man. You don't even know what it's like. Did you get to stream their gender? <laughs> Are they gender fluid? <laughs> well, I, I'm sure they got skills and stuff. It helps with their lesbian dance basket weaving. Their fuck, I don't know. It's just a terrible place. It's terrible on the outside. I don't even want to try the inside. <laughs> That's close to the racetrack, right? Or it's on the way. It's on the way. Okay, I thought I was thinking maybe this shit was like it was like next door. Well, yeah. when I go to the track for testing two nights, they're usually starting up the establishment at the same time, so the girls are out there smoking their cigarettes, airing things out, you know, drawing the flies in and whatnot. <laughs> so you get the get a view of the the night serving. And it's usually disappointing. <laughs> A lot of methamphetamine and fiber issues in those places. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I think I said last year. I'm not sure if that's going to be on the stop. I'm not sure if I'm going to like pencil that in. As uh, part of the Bourbon Trail Tour, Kentucky, I, I would recommend it. It should be on the Bourbon Trail Tour. Yeah, it really should. I went out there once. It was a long time ago, but it was. It was cool. It was so different than out here. I went to uh, Louisville, and uh, oh god, I got schooled on how to say Louisville. When I was That's there, fine. Louisville. Yeah, yeah. Depends on what part of Kentucky you're from. That's all it is. I got the southernish white trashish accent, so it's Louisville for me. I don't even. I I just said the word, and they're like, "That's not how you say it." I'm like, "Well, how do you say it?" And they told me, and I'm like, "Okay," and. uh they told me I talk like a Yankee. I was like, a Yankee? What does that mean? I don't know. 
But, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans, right? So I just rolled with it. Yeah, it was it was cool. I went to the uh, the Corvette uh, Museum there. Well, you went and, to uh, Bowling Green for that. You was, was way south for that. Yeah, I went to that and then the cave. I forget the name of the cave. Mammoth, Mammoth Cave? Mammoth Caves. I went there. And then stopped at some gas station that was really weird as fuck somewhere. I don't know. It was in the middle of nowhere. I was kind of scared. And uh, <laughs> but it was it was cool. I, I liked it. All so that was what you remembered about Kentucky stopping at a gas station at a random location. Well, it was that, and then I went to um, one of the friends that I knew there. Like her dad had a tobacco farm, and I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right? It's just like a, a huge field, rolling hills and trees, and I hear Mexican music playing. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I hear the song of my people, right? And I go and, you know, like, I go to this barn, and they're, like, all these Mexicans. I don't know if they're Mexicans, but they were Hispanic. They're in there, and they're, like, hanging the tobacco leaves to dry and everything. And I was like, shit, I feel like I'm home, you know? Those guys were most likely Mexican. Right? They probably were, yeah, but it, it was just. They seemed to come up here pretty well for tobacco season. Tobacco land was popular, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Give them for the hurting on that. It's just different than that. I mean, we don't see that stuff, you know. What are you talking about? Denver's full. It has a whole Mexican-Hispanic community. Yeah, but we don't have, like, tobacco plants and shit, though. That was what was different. Well, no, you have the other kind of (laughs) smokable items now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a whole other other podcast, how that bullshit. As you drive into into Denver on a 70 West and you run right past the dispensary that you can smell from the intersection. Oh, they are all over here, man. It's it, it's crazy. I've never been to one. I mean, you see them all over the place, but... Yeah, I've never been to one asking for a friend. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend, bro. <laughs> it's not for me. It's for my dad. He's out in the car. <laughs> those, places get, those places get held up here, too. I've seen something it's on the news. Like, it's just like a flashing light thing. Like, hey, you're gonna steal some shit. This is a good place to steal it from. So, I know a lot of those places have. And place security. with the uh, with the cash, everything's in cash kind of place there. Fuck, I don't even know. I don't even know if you could use your credit card for it. Like, I don't know what. I don't know. But yeah, they're. So they, Legally can't put it in a bank because it's a legal operation. So they have to keep their cash floating around somewhere. So it's all a weird thing. Where's this thing? All these states keep doing it, though. It's just, you know, they keep fucking legalizing it, so. Oh, it's tax, man. Tax, yeah. tax, tax. Well, that's how they sold it here was, like, you know, tax revenue, and they're going to use it for schools and roads and all these other things, which... I don't know. Yeah, they, do, yeah. they don't always tell it. <laughs> always say fucking roads, and the roads are shit. So it's certainly not going for roads and school yeah. system shit. So it's definitely not going to that either. <laughs> there, this was a few years back, but um, one of the a guy I know he's from Georgia, and he had drove through here. He's like, man, I've been all over the country, but some of the shittiest fucking roads I've ever been on are here in Colorado. I'm like, I know they're horrible. Like. It, it's just, well, you know, you've been here a lot of times. Like when you come in, you know, from the east, 
it's like a fucking washboard or there's potholes everywhere and all this shit. But like, why aren't these fixed? You know? Or there's potholes and you can fill with the ground shifting it. It's, it's washboarding. It's, it's awful. Yeah. And people wonder how input shafts get broken. Well, going a little too fast on one of them washboard highways, it'll fucking do it pretty quick. <laughs> Dude, they are terrible. I mean, it could be worse. River on 70, where it goes between uh, Indiana and Ohio. As soon as you hit Indiana, you might as well be running through a field. I don't think they know how to fix a pothole there. I think they add pothole. <laughs> Just add them in. <laughs> I've never driven it. I, I've, I mean, I've flown out there plenty of times, but you know, you're not missing much. It's it's just a long, shitty drive. I always hear people talk about going through Kansas, and they're like, "It is the longest." Maybe because it's close to their destination, but they're like, "It is the they're longest, on, shittiest." They're right. drive. It's, there's nothing in Kansas, so it's fucking awful. It's miserable. <laughs> it's terrible. There's nothing to see. After about five minutes, you've seen everything. You've got one big giant hill and then another big giant hill. And then you're done. That's it. There's nothing left to see. Hey, I've driven, you know, like from Denver West, you know, out to California, and there's stretches of Utah where you're just like, fuck my life. You know, there's just nothing. And they'll even have signs like no services for 100 miles or 80 miles. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they're, they're fucking true. There ain't shit out there. It's just... Desert. Yeah, it's kind of what desert does. (laughs) Yeah, it's the beauty of traveling, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's the rainy season. It's the rainy season again. It comes up so quick. Like, I remember, you know, talking with people or companies and, and stuff like in, you know, December we're talking about Christmas and getting, you know, stuff ready for race season. Well, shit starts like now, you know. I think the Desert Diesel Nationals are coming up here pretty quick and then everything else just rolls. Well, you can't forget the UCC. That's, that's the big thing. This year. Yeah. There's people spending an incredible amount of money to uh, try to do good in there this time. You think somebody's going to hit 3,000 horsepower on it? Uh, hey, it's way. Yeah, whatever. A solid 3,000 on a chassis dyno, that's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, that's going to be, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 it's like, it's kind of like 2,500. For two thousand, like it's a cool number to see, but that one part of the event doesn't win the whole thing. So you've got to do, you know, it, it's so much more than just that power number. Uh, if more people saw that way, it would be an incredible event because then there'd be innovation. Yeah, you're gonna have some shops that just want to focus on either dyno or pulling or racing because that's their bread and butter. That's what they know. Kind of takes away what I thought was a, was a shining thought of the UCC was build a truck that can do all of those incredibly well. We've been talking to a lot of the uh, a lot of the, the shops that are going to be on, not all of them, but I mean a lot of them, and 
it, it seems like that's been the biggest challenge for him is I don't think it's necessarily just the power, but it's how do you put something together that you can do, you know, drag racing and sled pulling with and then not break your shit while you're doing it. <laughs> you know? Uh, I think the Hobbits kind of set everybody on the end last year. When, you know, sh- we, we all had the mentality, fuck everybody else is doing this shit. So. But maybe did we, we need to do this too. It turned out there wasn't hardly anybody else done that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's a, it's a really cool event. I, I like where it's going and, you know, what they've, uh, and what it's forced or encourage people to do is just go all fucking out. Like there's, there's probably, I'm sure there's a budget limit to it, but it's much higher than, you know, some of the other competitions in the past where it just fell on like an individual, you know, to um, so you go back to how much money you want to spend. Cause if you do good, then it's going to be an excellent advertising tool. And then you'll have this vehicle built to do, yeah. Be it sled pull or drag race, you have it. This vehicle that you can still do that with. Still use it as your advertising. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. It's. I mean, the Ford guys have been making up some ground too. That's. Uh, I'm not sure that they'll be able to make the power that the common rails do, but. With it being in Indy, there's. It should be a lot better than it was last year in Utah just because of elevation. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that'll – that definitely helps, you know, versus – Now, there's not a lot of West Coast guys, but I think it may blow their fucking minds on the difference it makes. Yeah. Uh-huh. On the good side. That's true. No, that's definitely true. I think it uh, – well, I mean, look at where most of these shops are from. They're They're not, you know, from out west. There, there's some, but a lot of these, a lot of these companies, and, and you know, they're they're in they're in the Midwest, you know, they're in the South, they're they're near sea level. That's what they're building their trucks for. That's what they've built them around. Oh yeah. And then well, to go, don't have up. to worry, don't have to worry at all about elevation this year. It won't be an issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it can be built just like normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's that's a really cool part of this year's. That's uh. I think it'll make it really, really interesting is not having to change things up, you know, on a whim to go do it at 4,000 feet or 4,500 feet or whatever it was, you know. No, it'll be a lot closer to sea level plus a year of that very nice MHRA facility. Yeah. I mean, Indy's a really nice track, a really nice track. Never been to the track. I've been to Indy, but I've never been to the track. Uh, tracks, uh, well, you know, NHRA track. They do a lot of events there. Please uh, performance. Put the sled pull track in a few years ago, which is on site, and it's very nice. It'll be convenient as hell of a location. There'll be enough room for everything. I've seen they got a ton of shops and vendors and things that are. Yeah, the little the baby PLI thing they're doing there. Yeah, yeah, a ton of ton of companies going out there and gonna have booths and and everything. So it's a 
it's quickly moving up the ladder of, you know, things to go check out if you're a diesel fan and, you know, like racing and, and everything else. It's, I don't, I don't think anything else gets that many well-known companies, people, you know, high powered trucks in one spot at one time. So hopefully it can continue, but how many people is going to be available to budget to some of these guys are spending and keep it interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's coming up. And then you guys got your event. Um, yeah. May thirteenth, Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's not uh too far after that, so I'm sure a lot of those guys will you know, swing by and well, a few of those guys are actually sponsoring the event, so hopefully they'll have their shit back out there. Yeah, it's been uh it's been cool to watch even all the way out here and you know, where we're at is just uh you know, see uh, what you guys have built and, and the way it's going and the trucks that are there and the giveaways that you guys have and just all the different things. It's cool to see. It's cool to see that take, uh, just take root, you know. From what I've said in it, it's really awesome. I get to well, yeah. see a child grow. It's, it's awesome. Well, I mean, you guys did it. You built it from the ground up, you know. Like none of us know just how much work and how hard. Yeah, it was, it was just it. a few guys and got a contact and had an opportunity and it worked. And it's going from there. Well, I'm sure here you, know, you guys will, you guys will be on that list of you know you circle those five five events that you know someone's going to travel to or you know wants to take some vacation time for. That's going to be one of them because you guys are bringing in some really cool stuff. I would hope. I could only hope it's go to that kind of level. Try to make it a race for the racer because something that I do is race. I get to hear the good and the bad and see the good and get to hear the bad myself. So Try to make yeah. it something that people will want to continue at. That's what it's all about. See, that's kind of funny. It's my way to give back in a positive way for all the silly fucked up shit I may have done with alcohol and violence over the years. Well, that's what makes it so... And that's where this industry, it's like, it, it's so advanced. Well, not industry, but just community, I guess. is It's so advanced, but also it, it's... I think it's still centered around families and people and uh you know going out to to see it and you know a lot of the a lot of people out there they look up to you know like the guys you have come in with their trucks like they follow them they know more about them than a lot of people do and well, i like everything uh you want to get the kids involved if you can yeah if it's a hobby that you like then you'd like to pass it on that was something Dennis Perry talked to us about on, on one of our podcasts was being able to bring more people and new people in and and just get them hooked. Because you don't get hooked through some, like, you know, fucking course or, you know, dissertation. You get hooked just watching it. 
whether you get hooked on sled pulling, drag racing, it, it doesn't really matter, but it just grabs you right away when you see it and you know. Like this is Yeah, something when like. you can when you can see the smaller events where you still have access to go compete in it yourself in it makes yeah. it even more appealing to know that you can go take your daily driver and go run in an E T class with no problem. Yeah. Or if you got a mile built truck, you can go run it in seven seventy all day long. Yeah, that's, that's a feeling that can't it can't be described when you I mean, I didn't get hooked on that part initially, but that's what cemented it was just you have that one moment in time when you're up there, you know, either, you know, racing against the time or somebody else or whatever it might be. But it's just you, the truck, the surface you're racing on, and once you go through that one time, it's done. You're hooked. Wow, just the thrill of competition. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not fun to lose, but, like, you know, when somebody has something, you know. Oh, no, if you're you happy get, to lose, then you're a little beta shit. You should probably give it up. You're yeah. not a man. A snowflake. You know. This isn't but, Pokemon. We're not happy when we get our ass kicked. <laughs> we do no, learn from it. Exactly. The last thing is, is when, yeah, when you lose from it, it's not, oh, cool, well, I get a participation trophy or a ribbon or whatever. It's, what do I got to do to get better or make the trophy? Then you better? go back and think of, what did I do? Fuck, did I, fuck, that's, I did this. I won't do that next time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then sometimes the other person is better than you. It's just how it works. But you always want to know why and how you can do it to where they're not better than you. Yeah, and that's a whole other element of, of, of these events that is, uh, you know, is really cool. And it's basically just like life fucking simplified because that's how life is too, you know. And you just kind of think, well, how do I get better? Do I need to practice more? Is it my setup? Did I not do something right? Did I fuck it up? You know, what what is it? And then you get better. Yeah. Heck, yeah. You know, we're looking uh, – Definitely looking forward to it, and uh, I know it's going to be a huge event this year. And hope we see lots of uh, you know pictures and videos and and everything from it. Come on down. We're going to have four race classes this year, so I may I don't know if I'll be able to break away from hosting duties or not. But if my truck's still together after Rudy's, I will try to bring it out there and make a few passes too. Bring some of my money back. There you go. You're going to have payouts for dinos and show and shine. you got to get the show and shine in. The kids just love that nowadays. <laughs> I didn't know truly what a show and shine was, so I went to Shide Diesel Extravaganza one year, and I saw the trucks that were in it. I thought I knew clean, but those guys, man, they take it to a whole other level, like detail and stuff. And I mean, that's that's a whole other you know, part of it in itself is just that. Like, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into that shit. Well, you know Instagram is considered a whole truck game now. That, that's considered a a whole series of competition is Instagram. <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, uh, what's the term that the parking challenge or? Oh, competitive parking. <laughs> competitive parking, yeah. 
Who can park the hardest? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's the uh, one of the sides of social media is you can just create. I mean, that's one of those competitions you can just set up at any Walmart parking lot when you're in with all your bros and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that on there. Silly world, it's a silly world. <laughs> Men used to be worried about power. Who's the strongest manly thing? Yeah, now we're just worried about who can peacock the most. Bunch of <laughs> fucking dandies is all they are. <laughs> and, not, and not offending people while you do it, right? Yeah. Skinny <laughs> Jean wearing faggotry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but, uh, no, I think, like, the events that, like, you're doing and, like, UCC and these other ones that, that are out there, they, they bring it back to what it's really about, you know, which is... Uh, ours, go. again, it, it's all day to day, more ground up events, just, I got a chance, got some friends involved, and then we were able to do two where it is now. Okay. Made lots of contacts over the years, and I put them to good use instead of being like some people and asking for parts and this and that for nothing in exchange. Hey, I, I got an event. We would advertise to just help it out. More of a quid pro quo instead of a, hey, hey, I'm interested saying this. Give me something free. Oh, I fucking hate that shit. I hear that. <laughs> Oh, that fucking challenge. Hey, if I get 30 shares and 400 likes and all this fucking bullshit, would you give me something for free? Because I totally deserve it. <laughs> I've never gotten anything free in my fucking life. And if I did, it was some shit I didn't want. You know? I, I know. That fucking chlamydia. <laughs> God, I did not want that for shit. But, yep, there we go. <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I've never, I don't, I wouldn't say it's not having the balls, but I've never had the inclination to ask for some free shit. Like, I, I don't know. It's just the the people I know, you know, like yourself and, and other people. The, you shit guys, those, the shit they were asking for, like a $3,500 set of fucking injectors or $4,000 set of fucking wheels. Yeah. Hey guys, please help me. Okay, here's a job application. Go fucking throw it out. <laughs> I mean, you're exactly right. It's like the guys who really do it, you know, or women too. I mean, women are out there doing doing some cool shit. Is they just fucking do it? They don't ask. Just for go shit. do something to get noticed. That's cool. Don't just ask on fucking Facebook for something for free. Jesus Christ. It's. Uh, Different generations. Fucking useless people somewhere. In some places, they're just fucking useless. Bleach drinks for everybody. <laughs> That's probably my biggest pet peeve because <laughs> I've only ever seen it in uh, the automotive part. Is you know? I'm sure you. I'm sure you get it too with the with the kids. Dream build and wants to see if you can sponsor him for that because he dreamed of his build that he can't afford to build and 
Oh, yeah. It's basically why we strive to make more money by getting a better career kind of, kind of scenario. Or you can't afford it. You don't need it. Well, exactly. I mean, that, and that's the first thing, like, you know, I probably get a couple a month or something or a handful a month. I'm just <laughs> Not like, like you have cancer and you're needing a medicine to help fight the cancer. You're wanting a fucking truck part to do something that's not necessary for it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some things where, yeah, I mean, absolutely, something, you know, pertaining to health or other things, yeah, I, I totally get it, but a fucking truck part? Let's say a scenario, somebody's got a work truck, converter went out, something like that, just bone stock and they're towing it, and something went out. That, that would be a legitimate issue. That's just what they need to make their living. That's how they feed themselves and their family. Mm-hmm. If you want a, a free set of wheels just so your truck can look more bro-ish and make you look like you have money, no, fuck off. Go to truck meets. <laughs> Go in the parking lot with your wheels shitty. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, it's... You go down to the detergent aisle at Walmart, you can get a lot of bleach and still make you delicious bowl. <laughs> yeah. Or off some Captain Crunch. Oh, it's delicious. Dude, some of the shit, like, you know, you hear when you talk to other companies or people that are around, you know, diesel industry and some of the stories people who want free shit like they put more time into trying to get free shit with their story than <laughs> they do other things i'm like if you just put the same fucking effort towards something else you'd fucking have what you want <laughs> you know like it wouldn't even be an issue you just get it you know but it's a weird weird world Somebody's always wanting something for free and think they deserve it for free. I don't know. Good. I often am amazed at how many people can take a shower without drowning. <laughs> I'm like waiting for the tide to fucking turn. Like, I don't know if I was just oblivious when I was younger. I don't remember things, you know, or just so much of this shit. But, you know, when you live your life and you do things, like, like I said, no one's ever given me a fucking thing. So when someone says, well, can you give me this? You know, can you give me these $4,800 fucking 400% over injectors for this build? I'm like, fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, what are you going to give me for these? <laughs> yeah, like, what am I getting? It's like we you get to understand how economics works? Because obviously not. No, because it costs somebody a certain amount of money to produce it. And I'm just like, man, I just don't have the balls to fucking ask people for free shit. So, I mean, there are certain people we help out, you know, with things when we can, but it's not free. I feel terrible asking people for shit. Yeah. Especially giving it to a stranger and like, hey, I know you don't know me, but uh, I'm uh, 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 top story, top story. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I think being in, like, the parts industry is, I mean, there's there's people that I know that it's taken them six years to build their fucking truck. And a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of tax returns, a lot of overtime, a lot of stuff. And I'm like, those guys don't ask for free shit. They take their time and they do it. And you just want to skip to the head of the fucking line? Yeah, pretty, that's, that's pretty much. <laughs> you know, <laughs> 
I'm like, this ain't Europe, man. It's America. Like that ain't how shit works. Like you gotta you gotta put in the time and you gotta put in the fucking effort. That's how parasite works, you know. Yeah. Takes all and gives nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that could probably be a whole podcast in and of itself is is that whole side of it, you know? The millennial stigma, that one, that podcast? Fuck. Uh, I mean I wanna do it. The modern millennial and the diesel scene. <laughs> right now we go live at the side diesel and shop again and we'll get to see the pro and shine. <laughs> Let's find some of these young millennials as they fall water and do nothing but kill obscenities at other people. <laughs> well the thing I think about with them is I'm like, you know, there's so many advantages that um that they have with uh like technology and how familiar they are with it and all the tools at their disposal. And I know not all of them are like that or like this, but No, but there is a niche and that yeah. mentality has been driven into the brain. Yeah, yeah, no, it has since since elementary school and probably, you know, just being raised and I'm like, man, you guys have more shit at your fingertips than people did when, like when I was a kid or even going back farther. And I'm like, you don't need to, you just got to go fucking do it, man. <laughs> You're two or three steps. I fucking remember the AOL disc you put in and fucking unplug your phone, your landline. Oh, my God. Nobody call. Nobody call. Fuck. Somebody call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck, I got to log back on. What about bitch? <laughs> exactly. And these people have this shit on their fucking, you know, iPhones or Androids or whatever. And all this cool shit. I'm like, man, you, you guys have an advantage to go do some shit. So when they... You know, have that kind of attitude. I'm like, no, this ain't how the world works, man. If you had a game system that you didn't have to blow the targets out, then you didn't live. No. Oh, you were born too late. Oh, dude, I love fucking video games. Not all of them, but I do love video games. But nothing compares to, like, that old school fucking Nintendo when you'd have to blow out the fucking thing because you put it in, it wouldn't work, or, like, the fucking duck hunt gun. You know, and shit like that. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I found my fucking power glove just rummaging through shit. <laughs> exactly. Like, they were simple as fuck. The graphics sucked, <clears throat> but they were so much fucking fun. Oh, it's because the only thing there it was so simple. You know, two buttons and a joystick that went four directions. Yeah. And I still and you, you oh. couldn't leave that motherfucker because it wasn't going to save. You got to start from the beginning. <laughs> I don't know if you ever played Mike Tyson's Punch Out, but like, oh god, dude, I could never beat fucking Mike Tyson as a kid. I could get all the way to Mike Tyson, and then I went. I played it a couple of years ago on one of the you know remakes of it, and I'm like, this dude's fucking easy. But as a kid, that guy was impossible to fucking beat when I was like seven, eight years old, or however old I was. Fuck. I could barely make it past King Hippo. <laughs> oh, that one took a while to figure out how to time it to punch him in the stomach. So oh, where his pants fell down every time. Yeah. It was, was it was the whole go. Just try, not, if, not win, just get his pants to keep falling down. Because <laughs> it was hilarious for a six-year-old. <laughs> or Soda Popinski. I know, like, there's millennials listening to this podcast. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? But, These old motherfuckers. <laughs> they don't even know. They, they don't know what it's like. 
Yeah, no, that was that's worth that. I mean, even like you know, I got a PS4 and I've had an Xbox 360, Xbox One, all that stuff, and it's like those games are really cool, but I never get that same joy as I do off Nintendo or like Sega Genesis, or like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's a Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Mortal Kombat had the blood on that one. Yeah, that's the one you wanted. Oh yeah, or Con- remember Contra? I love fucking Contra. Oh, that was so, and get, like, one of your friends would come over. Like, you couldn't fucking, you know, connect via Wi-Fi to play with your friend at his house. Like, you had to go to somebody's house. Oh, you had to be right on top of each other. And then, you know, you didn't have nothing. You had to be in the same stream, and then one of them could get you killed if you tried to go, and then they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then you The best fight. thing that ever happened to Nintendo was the game genie. Yeah. I beat every game back then. <laughs> I just remember when I played Contra, it was like a competition to see who could get the coolest fucking gun drops. Like, and you would just fuck your partner. Like, you would just go, and they'd have, like, you know, there's like a shotgun or a laser gun or whatever, and whoever was faster would just get all the cool guns while the other person stuck with, like, the gun you just the default The little one. shitty one that shot the white ball, yeah. The, the, the fucking <laughs> yeah. horrible one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And then if you had the laser, you could just keep holding it. It would shoot a steady stream. Yep. Yep. When the boss fights and shit, like, there's no oh. games that have boss fights anymore. I used to love that stuff. Well, yeah, it was how you cleared the level. It wasn't just a never-ending series of more and more shit. You know, you're running around. and It was more of a accomplished feeling, but... We might be just getting old, man. I know. I know. <laughs> no, and I get the whole everybody else's fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm behind an Ohio State trooper, and he's like a fucking pace car right now. I'm in a line of about 30 fucking vehicles. <laughs> and now the pace car is taking the trash. Oh, it's like he's set up some radar, Johnny. <laughs> I never saw that. Well, I don't know what he's exactly doing. There was one time I was in California, Southern California, and I don't know what was going on, but this highway patrolman pulls out, and it was just literally like a fucking pace car. And he's just going left to, and, like, holding up six lanes of traffic, and, like, everyone had to just follow behind him. I'm like, where the fuck am I right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, once the cop comes out, everybody's got to slow down and get behind him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone starts now, now that. he's left, and we're all doing 15, 20 over the season. <laughs> but the thing about Ohio, especially on Interstate 71, there'll be a state trooper about every fucking turnaround. Sounds like Utah, man. Between Cincinnati and Columbus. Terrible. I haven't driven to that. I've only been to Ohio a few times, but, man, it was a long time ago. You're not missing much. Cornfields. I was more, like, northeastern, like Youngstown, um, Dayton. Oh, you just in the hill country out that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's up that way. I haven't been to, uh, well, I've flown into Cincinnati, but, I mean, flying into some place and actually seeing it are two different things, you know, but. Yeah, that's Nanny's eye. You got a river. Hey, they got an aquarium. It's a fun trip to get set up. Seahorse and starfish. 
bit of shark. So he's got that going. <laughs> it just reminded me of going to SeaWorld as a kid. And they'd have these little dolphins and shit. Well, I don't know if they were dolphins. I don't even remember what they were, but you could, like, pet them and stuff. And as a kid, I'm like, I don't want to pet that fucking thing. <laughs> like, I don't know what it's going to do. And you hold, like, this little fish and throw it to them. And I don't know. Maybe it was a shy kid or something, but I just wanted to look at them. I didn't want to touch them. <laughs> you didn't want to ride it? Ride no. it into the sunset? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to little Patrick? Oh, well, there was this, this pissed-off porpoise at SeaWorld. Well, we'll wait a few weeks, and we'll find him in a tuna fish can. <laughs> exactly. Think of all the ways to go out and eat that way, you know? Oh, there's another, there's another state trooper. Oh, yeah. Now we're starting to hit him. <laughs> They're probably just looking for out-of-staters, man, revenue. Ah, well, lucky for me, everybody else speeds, and I just hang back and let them get ahead. And I'll find another stock sucker. It's like the fucking, I, I've always talked about this analogy. It's like being on the safari, right? And, you know, somebody wants to do 90 miles an hour. Somebody wants to do 50. Well, that fucking lion is just waiting. It's waiting for something to veer off of the pack, right? So if you're in the middle of the pack, there's no problem. If, if you know, traffic's going 70, you do 70. It's going 60, you do 60. But, when you veer off of it, I, I'm, I know that's what they look for, and they just hone in on it. And oh yeah, well you let that guy do nighting while they're in your sight, you know they're gonna bust right through. Yeah. And then once you get tired of uh, start getting a little nervous and back up, then you wait for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. He's slowly leapfrogging that way. Works great. You got it all figured out, man. I spent a lot of hours on this fucking interstate. It's terrible. <laughs> it's when horrible. <laughs> when you get up there, tell the guys hi for me. I'll, I'll be sure to molest all of them. <laughs> We're trying to keep uh, keep LeVon busy over there with some uh, comp ones and comp twos. They've been they're going like crazy lately. I don't think they need much help. No, they're they're pretty busy all the time. I mean, they got so much going on there, not just with transmissions, but I mean, motors and turbos and tuning and everything else, you know. Yeah, trying to get the white truck back together right now. I struggle to get everything balanced out. Well, right on, man. I, I know you're probably getting close to your your destination here pretty soon, and I don't want to distract you from. Navigating oh, yeah, I'm the highways of Ohio. Finally, outside of Cincinnati, I'm passing Kings Island. <laughs> All right, on, man. Well, we look uh, look forward to seeing your uh, the event and pictures and videos and everything. And appreciate your time today and bullshitting with us while you're yes, in news and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah, man. And uh, hope your truck keeps doing well and. Keep going faster and enjoying it and everything? <laughs> uh, there's not much need to go faster, but hopefully it won't break anymore. Yeah. That's just as good, right? <laughs> it's I, I found out by not trying to make more and more power every year for no reason, it doesn't break. <laughs> <You know? laughs> amazing formula. <laughs> Words of wisdom. <laughs> right on.
Gentlemen, we appreciate your time this morning.